This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Glojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a lot to talk about in this week's episode of the podcast, so make sure you uh, sit down and relax. We've got a lot to uh, unwrap here in four quarters. Um, in the first quarter, we're just going to recap everything that happened since the last time we talked to you guys, and a lot has happened, so um, we'll break all of that down. In the second quarter, we are joined by Loyola girls basketball coach uh, Jeremy Shoniker. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game, and then in the fourth quarter, we just get you ready for what's next. Uh, still a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of stuff to look forward to. So um, we'll break all of that down as well. Uh, just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a nice little like. We always appreciate your support. Um, well, those likes and support and uh, reviews always help us get to uh, more listeners who are also interested in North Shore high school sports and high school sports in Illinois. So um, we always appreciate you taking the time and uh uh, giving us a little quick uh, review or, you know, even just five stars if you want to put that. If you want to put one star, I wouldn't recommend putting it down. It just doesn't work like that. But if you want to put the five stars down, um, we would highly recommend it. But um, so let's get started here. I'm not going to keep on rambling on. we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're recording this on Friday the 23rd. So um, it's been a little bit, but we also have the luxury of breaking down sectional girls basketball to start things off. And um, we've got a lot to talk about. We got wrestling state, we got girls uh, gymnastics state, uh, swimming state uh, sectionals. But um, we're going to start off with uh, Joe covered a um, a really impressive game between Loyola and Maine South. Kind of what we expected to happen between those two teams for a sectional final. Um, up until that point, Loyola had won a regional title against Taft. We kind of expected that um, they won to move on over to Thursday sectional final against uh, Thursday. Um, and Joe, that that lived up to the hype, um, a really tight game until the final seconds. Yeah, great basketball game. Um, and yeah, you mentioned how to get there. So real quick, also Nutrier beat uh, uh, GBS to capture a regional. Um, that happened since the last time we talked. That was a big one for them. And it was on their um, to-do list this year, big goal for them. And then Maine South toppled uh, Nutrier. Maine South and, and Loyal, as we talked about all year, this seemed destined to be two of the best teams in the state. Really a darn shame uh, that they got to meet at this point. Um, combined 65-1 and one this season, the one loss Maine South uh, picked up one loss this year. Loyal undefeated, just juggernauts, really, um, that are both state final contenders. Um, and, of course, they crossed paths right here, and it, it, it did, as you said, live up to the hype. Just great basketball. Um, Maine South, uh, a little more, um, on the, on the inside game power rebound. They also have good shooters. So just a really nice balance on their offensive end, uh, Loyola, very guard oriented, um, with, uh, the superstar transfer, Aubrey Galvin and the star seniors, Kelsey Langston and Paige Angles. Um, and, uh, they just defense you to death and, uh, it was, it was good throughout. Um, but, um, after, uh, Galvin had this remarkable first quarter effort after Loyola kind of took was down a little bit, I think seven to four, maybe even nine to four. Then she hit three straight three pointers, including like a buzzer beating one really got the Loyola crowd into it. 
Crazy crowd, by the way. Maine South crowd was out and active and uh, outrageous. It was awesome. Um, it was on Maine South's home floor. Then it was tied at halftime, um, and, you know, Loyola's offense really slowed down a lot. Um, and then uh, Maine South took the lead into the fourth quarter and extended it to six with five minutes to go, under five minutes to go. And, you know, you're looking for something from Loyola. Uh, they Their defense was stepping up to the task. They were turning the ball over, and uh, but they couldn't get points. And then and then they did. Um, a three by Paige Angles, a layup by Claire Weasler, another three by Audrey Galvin really started the flow for them. Um, it was tied at 45, um, and then uh, Maine South took a two-point lead, um, and then a big three by Galvin, um, her fifth of the night. Uh, she scored a game-high 24, and uh, that gave Loyola a lead that a couple of minutes earlier seemed pretty improbable, and uh, they iced it at the free-throw line, hitting the final five of six. Their defense turned the ball over a couple more times in the final 90 seconds, I think. Uh, maybe two minutes. Um, she hit that three with, I think, about 90 seconds to go. It was uh, it was awesome. Um, we had the stars shine bright. Angles had a big game, 19 points, eight boards, a couple blocks. Um, and, of course, Galvin did. Langston um, hit two big free throws, played incredible defense all night. It was uh, – and on the other side, Megan Fahey, uh, their star point guard, had a great night as well, scoring 21 in her final game. Just Power-packed matchup, and Loyola survives everything you kind of want for that matchup in the sectional final. Joe, you talk about the defense and being able to, you know, figure things out in the last few minutes or, I guess, the last quarter and just uh, um, hold things down. How essential has that been to what Loyola has been able to do all season long? I know we've talked about, you know, how dominant they've been and how much they've scored, but um, I'm curious to know just, you know, for folks who maybe haven't seen Loyola play, what is it about this defense that makes it so tough for you know, opponents to be able to score, especially, you know, a, a, you know, what probably the one of the best teams in the state like Maine South. They're just, they're so athletic and they're so active and aggressive as well. So there, you can't take a moment off. Um, they made kind of a lineup switch. They put um, sophomore Mary Kate Mackey in for a lot of the game. She's a small feisty uh, guard and super quick. And uh, she helped, that defensive unit create a lot of havoc arms flying everywhere deflections um so kind of what they're lacking on the rebounding side loyola they'll make up for it before you get a shot off by just making everything super difficult to get into your offense um and that's led by of course the stars we talked about galvin langston and angles um just super talented and athletic guards that uh you, you really have to fight to get a good look and get a pass more than just get a good look, get a pass to somebody who can, because uh, they're that quick and aggressive. So um, I guess in the second half, they were telling me a little bit first half, they played fine defense, but the second half, they turned the ball over a lot more. They turned main South over a lot more. I think they probably forced about, I think about um, 12 or 13 turnovers in the second half. And it was uh, getting in the passing lanes and just really disrupting the ball. And that wears you down throughout a game. So if you are able to keep Loyola off the scoreboard, at least in, in big chunks, or if they're having a bad shooting night, you're not off the hook because they're going to keep you in the same spot too. Uh, so you got to be really efficient on both ends of the floor. How much did familiarity play a role in this matchup? This is the third straight year that Loyola and Maine South have played each other uh, in the sectional championship. 
2022. Um, Maine South won last year. So, I mean, just, you know, obviously I know um, Aubrey transferred into the program, um, so she's new, but these teams were pretty similar to what has been, you know, going on the last few years. How much did familiarity play a role into what each team was able to do and maybe not able to do? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, too. Um, I think you probably would have seen a few more open looks if they weren't as familiar with each other. Uh, but they know, you know, obviously the personnel, but also some of the sets these teams are running. I think uh, Coach Schoenecker from Loyola was telling me that um, he was working into practices, some main cell sets for a couple weeks without telling his team just to see how they would react and how they can improve and have them get used to it. Um, and I think that worked out, especially in the second half. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that plays a big role, um, at least in keeping it, uh, what was the final score? Um, I guess it was 50 to 47, but I think for a while it was pretty low scoring. And that crowd, Joe, just being able to play, you mentioned that crowd, um, you know, I know Loyola showed up at Maine South also just how, what was the atmosphere like? And I know some girls talked about, you know, just playing in that type of environment that, you know, it's only going to get better as the playoffs advance now. So awesome. It was so awesome. And I love to see it at the girls game. Um, you know, it was a sold out crowd. And so, you know, just think of any, any sort of other event you go where it's sold out. There's lines out the door trying to get in, trying to get your tickets. Um, and so obviously Maine South crowd, um, the home crowd was there first. So they were rowdy from before tip, um, just setting up shop, getting their chance going, the student section, uh, just completely packed crowds. I think they had a blackout. So, um, all, all in black. Uh, it was cool to see, uh, Loyola, uh, they showed up for sure, but it took them a little while longer to get in the gym. Maybe that was by design by Maine South. That'd be funny. Uh, but um, once they did, uh, the, their student section was packed all the way up the stands and also rowdy chance going back and forth and just um, so many big plays. You know, you got superstars on the floor making huge plays, step back threes, driving creative buckets um, on both sides. So you got a lot of cheering. It was outrageous. And you love to see it in a girls game that sometimes doesn't get as much attention, but this certainly was. And I think the schools, the programs, as well as the fans recognized uh, what they were watching. All right, we'll move over to uh, the boys game. Now we'll talk more about the girls game in the third and fourth quarter. Um, Loyola boys basketball, Nutria boys basketball, one won't, both won their opener, opening our regional games. Um, they're both playing in the regional championship tonight on Friday. We'll obviously talk more about that in the fourth quarter, Joe, but, um, just what did you kind of, you know, obviously the playoff openers are uh, kind of what we expected to see, but, uh, just, uh, I feel like, like for both of these teams, it's, you know, win a regional tonight and then figure out what you gotta do to win that sectional. Yeah. So, um, oddly enough, yeah, they went how we predicted for the top seeds, um, pretty handed handle uh, efficient victories for both teams, Loyola and Nutria, as well as GBS and GBN. Uh, but um, what we called the deepest, uh, one of the deepest sectionals in the state proved to be true. We thought Evanston and Niles North, the six, you know, I guess the um, six and five seeds respectively, were going to make some noise and really challenge. They both lost. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> So, I mean, I think that just proves how much deeper, you know, um, OPRF, the 12 seed took down Niles North, like 85 to 80. And I think uh, um, 
Evanston lost to Maine South, who who's been yeah. knocking off some big dogs. They knocked off uh, GBN a couple weeks ago. So uh, look out for those teams now. I mean, may, could we see a 12 seed, uh, a, uh, um, a 13 seed in the uh, um, sectional rounds? I think maybe they're that good if they have a good game and they play um, you know, Nutria has a bad game, for instance. I guess that's possible, and that's crazy to think. So pretty cool uh, little upsets here. As always, fun in March Madness. Not quite March yet, but you know what I mean. And um, as far as our teams go, uh, they got to step up tonight. You know, Nutria's got um, a big one against OPRF, who just beat Niles North. So they're going to be ready. OPRF put up 85 points, so that defense needs to be on point. And uh, I think it will. I think we'll see regional or uh, Nutria in the next round and uh, against Loyola. So um, hopefully for that. All right. We'll touch more on that in the third and fourth quarter as we get you ready for next week. Let's move on over now to wrestling. Uh, state individual boys wrestling took place down in uh, the University of Illinois State Farm Center. Um, and Loyola's Kai Kalkot got a, a redemption after um, losing in last year's championship. Um, and I think it was an overtime as well. Um, he got the whole arena's attention when his matchup at 215 and 3A went into overtime. Um, and he was able to get revenge winning the state championship um, a year later after having heartbreak. And Joe, um, we talked about, you know, you know we, we talked about the upper trend of this program and, you know, just how good Kai could be in. You really saw that in his matchup. You know, 215, 285, those are really close matchups. Usually low scoring as they're trying to figure each other out. And um, Kai just got the move in overtime and over to uh, pick up a state championship. Yeah, um, capped a, a really impressive year um, and kind of redemption tour in uh, not really a tour because really only in the, the title bout um, with state championship. It's crazy how big and athletic Kai Calcutt is as a sophomore. I mean, he was maybe a little more raw last year as a freshman, but he is just uh, one of the best athletes I've seen in a long time, you know, pound for pound, um, pure athletes. You know, he, this guy's thighs are like, I don't even know, tree trunks. And he did a backflip after winning the, um, the, the title, uh, I don't know how you do that, but um, it takes a special special athlete to do that. So um, big things to come for him, both in wrestling and on the football field, I think, going forward. And he just put his, you know, etched his name in Loyola lore, becoming the third state championship with change champion after Harley Hiller and Massey Odiati did it last year. Um, pretty cool stuff. And, and just that he was joined by Quinn Herbert in the finals, kind of an improbable-ish run for him uh, to a runner-ups finish pretty cool stuff and um another spectacular meet for Loyola um just keep moving forward for them yeah Quinn Herbert fell 13 to 5 and pro to prospects Jackson uh, Penovich in the 3A 190 title match but yeah like you mentioned obviously you know you want to win a state championship but you know going on the run that he had and you know building upon the success that he's had over the past couple of years um a really impressive performance from uh, Quinn yeah, and this is a guy who um, I believe um, had some finishes he 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 didn't love in the playoffs and and um, and came out in the really dominated a lot of the state tournament. And I know this was a big um, goal of his 
to win a state championship, but I think to get there is just a huge accomplishment at that weight class, such an impressive weight class, 190. You're getting some of the best athletes in the state right there. And uh, he was able to uh, take a runner-up finish. There's nothing wrong, um, nothing to hang your head about a, a state final appearance. Um, pretty cool, only the fifth, I think, in Loyola history, and only maybe the fourth person to do it, third person, um, fourth person. So great stuff from Quinn Herbert, and congrats to him for a big season. Yeah, congrats to Kai and Quinn on a great season. Obviously, we'll have uh, girls uh, state wrestling, and we'll talk about that um, in the fourth quarter. All right, Nutria Girls Gymnastics took part in uh, the state championship over the weekend. Nutria took seventh as a team. Clara Krausgrove took 15th in the all-around with 36.275, and she medaled with a third-place finish in the parallel bars at 9.45, um, giving uh, Nutria a state medalist. Yeah, been fun to watch Clara um, improve year over year at Nutria. Um, she's uh, one of the best they've seen there for in a few years. And um, she went into the final round on Saturday as I think the eighth best score on the um, on the bars, which is impressive in a state like this and, and some of the talent around her. And then she improved from that and just did had a spectacular routine on the final day of the season and put up like a nine five. Nine four five, uh, I believe, or maybe a nine five, um, to finish third and medal. Um, incredible accomplishment for her. Um, so congrats there. And um, in terms of the team, um, they made it back to state. That was a big goal of theirs. They hadn't done it in a couple of years, kind of a, a regular before that at the state meet, and hadn't done it in a couple of years. So they got there. Uh, they didn't have like the huge day that um, I think they wanted, um, but they. I mean, they were there, they competed as a team and that's a big accomplishment. Um, they, I think they needed to have a big score on beam um, to kind of move up the rankings and that's not their strongest event. And uh, that proved right, but um, still a big accomplishment. And uh, for Clara, there's another year to go and I can't wait to see, they've got a lot of returners next year, most of the roster. So I can't wait to see what they do next year too. Yeah, definitely a very cool, uh, good season. Good to get back into the state championships compete there, but um, we're excited to see what they're able to do moving forward here next year. All right, to wrap things up in the first quarter, Nutria Boys uh, Swimming and Diving won the Libertyville sectional pretty handily. They finished with 318 points. Vernon Hills finished second with 212. Um, they won the 200-yard midlay relay. Um, they won the 200 freestyle relay, and they won the 400-yard freestyle relay. Um, Nutria's Aiden Musick won the 200-yard free. Um Charlie Bufton won the 200 IM, um, and you had Aiden Musick again win the 100 Butterfly, as well as Buff uh, Charlie Bufton winning the 100 Backstroke, Stuart uh, Timmerman winning the 100 Backstroke as well. So a lot of sectional champions, Joe, and a lot of representation in the state meet this weekend. Yep. Uh, very loaded um, lineup, you know, led by uh, Music and Bufton. Um who haven't even tapered yet. So I think they're, um, they've got the best uh, times or among the best in their group. And I think they're going to get a little faster at state, uh, which is going to obviously help the relays too, where, where some of the big points are gathered. Um, it's going to come down to them in Hinsdale central. And I think it's going to come down to a couple events for a state championship. And uh, the, the relays, I think if Nutria is able to pull out, um, two of three or maybe three of three, I think they should be in really good shape for that. But 
Um, I think we're going to get at least a couple champions out of it. Um, and uh, it's going to be a really exciting state meet on Saturday. We're recording this on Friday. Um, so I guess it starts today with the prelims, but um, really excited for that. Going to be awesome. All right, let's, we'll talk more about that in the third and fourth quarter, but let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Loyola girls basketball coach, Jeremy Schoenecker. Uh Joey got a chance to catch up with him after Thursday's thrilling win over Maine South to win a sectional championship. What are the folks at home going to hear? Well, you're going to hear that he's a little tired. It was, a, it was an intense game and um, uh, we just kind of talk about uh, what, what proved to be the different difference, especially on the defense bend of the floor. Um, and, um, everything from there on out and just uh, in, in a in just a highly competitive game we hit on all the basics all right let's have a listen Thanks. how you feeling oh, tired. <laughs> that's an intense ball game you guys in the fourth i mean it didn't Sorry. look it looked like maybe it was slipping away from you how'd you how'd you get back in and take the you lead just hold them we've been in these situations montina just i mean not late late like that um so we ran two back-to-back -back plays one for page and one for Auburn. um I think Paige might have got fouled on one of them, I can't remember, if not, then Aubrey, I think, hit the three maybe to put us up one. Um, but obviously, you want to put it in their two hands, right? You want to make, yeah. If we're going to lose that game at the end, you want to make sure Paige and Aubrey are the two that are going to get uh, get a shot up at the end. And and what's, it, what's it like just you know, after, if you're not last year, not these, these guys knock you out, you're back here now winning, you know, to advance. Pretty big deal. It is. You know what? We had Morgan Bruno, uh, Kelsey, and Paige on that team two years ago. Um, and then last year, it was the whole team, besides Aubrey. Um, so you know, we just talked too about what you know what the feeling was last year um, when we walked out of the gym, and um, and we just you know, I think this group has been through. Evanston gave us a run for the mo our money in the regular season. Um, like I said, uh, uh, Mon not Montini, yeah, Montini at Macaulay. So I think we just we're poised. I mean, our, and Kelsey, Paige, and Aubrey have been in these situations. So we just got to make sure that, that they're in a and they were they were in a good mental state, right? And they were going to come back. You know, a few stops here, and uh, we didn't shoot it very well today. Um, I don't know if Main South shot it very well though either. Um, but both of us obviously know what sort of common know each other's strengths and weaknesses, so it's always going to be a grind. Like that. But I mean, you had turnovers, you forced 15 of your turnovers, and this is pretty good. And then down the stretch, you had like four big offensive rebounds, and I thought that was really the turn of the line. Yeah, we finally. That's right. Uh, I, yeah, I finally. Uh, we, yeah, we kept them off the bus. First half, I think we gave up six or eight uh, second chance buckets. And you can't give that a team a two-foot layup, especially when we miss a few feet. I think you doubled what you turned them over in the second half from the first. So more aggressive, some strategy? How'd a little bit. No, I think, you know, we um, wanted to try to wear them down, right? Yeah. And it was more or less like, okay, we're going to let them enter it. And then where do we? Where are we going to double from? Who can we double from? Because um, they do a good job. I mean, obviously, we got if Faye has the ball in her hands, um, but we felt like we could double off somebody else, right? Yeah. So we uh, we didn't mind the ball being in their hands and then trying to work from there. Plus, it uh, gets them out of their half-court sets. Right. They love their half-court sets, so they took some quick shots too. And you know, fortunately for us, they didn't go in tonight. When you're when you're shooting not poorly, you were not a great shooting game for you. Is that defense like an equalizer? Some you can one hundred percent. Last year we had when we watched film from last year's game, we had about four or five what we call brain farts. That cost us, you know, 10 to 12 points. Yeah. I don't think we had a brain fart tonight. You know, I think our, our girls were locked into everything that was coming at them. Um, our staff on the bench did a great job of uh, reading signals and knowing what they were going to what they were gonna uh, run at us, and our kids were prepared for it. So, you know, I don't think they got anything that we, you know, missed a switch or something like that yeah. happened. And if you do that against this team, you're going to stay in the game. Missed some free throws in this game until the final 
two minutes. So, I mean, what were you thinking down the stretch there? Yeah, you know, I think Paige split, Kelsey missed two. Yeah. Um, and then when Kelsey got fouled, you know, she does it all, all the time for us. She's in practice working hard. And uh, you couldn't ask for a better finish for a kid um, right now to go up to the line in this environment, knock down both. But then, like we said, Paige had an opportunity there to get fouled. She gave it off to Aubrey. Not a bad decision. Either one is going to shoot it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when you have three guards like that, um, you're pretty confident that they're going to go down and knock some free throws out. I'm curious how the lead-up was to this because, in my, in my mind, maybe a lot, you see 60 wins between two teams. You think big things. This is a big game. I mean, how did you guys approach it? Was it as big as we made it out to be? With this group, we don't. In all honesty, I mean, I think they they see it. You know, I think everyone posted sixty-five and one or yeah. whatever the stuff is. So they see it through social media. But we tr we treat it just like another game, right? We we've been been on Main South for a while, so you yeah. know we've been running some of their actions and things for the last two weeks in practice, not telling them who, whose plays they are. But um, we knew if we got to this point only with one day prep, it's hard to prep for them in one day. Yeah. Thank you, as always, to Jeremy for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen way or whether they cannot happen no way. All right, we're going to stick with uh, girls basketball here, Joe, um, and focus with Loyola to start things off. Um, you know, we talked about that Maine-South matchup, how that would probably be the toughest matchup that Loyola might face in the playoffs in the sectional round, but um, still a lot of good teams left in the 4A bracket. But way or no way that Loyola is now the favorite to win the state championship? I'd say way. Um, I think they've been the favorite probably for a little while, and I don't think that's changed, but that doesn't mean um, no one else has a, they're the heavy favorite, I wouldn't say. Um, you got Fremd, you got Alton. Um I think they're they're more of a favorite than Libertyville is, but Libertyville is very good. Um, Homewood Flossmoor has been playing well, so uh, this is a very good field of final eight here. And I think uh, whoever makes the final four, it's going to be a super competitive final four. Um, but I will say they are the favorite way. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning the same way you are. Right, I would not say that Loyola is a heavy favorite, and I'd be shocked if they lost um, down in normal, or even if they, I, I don't expect it to happen on Monday, but if they were to lose, I wouldn't be shocked. But, um, I, I do think that this team is probably the favorite. It's a very, you know, it's, it's a deep class. It's got a lot of great teams this year. So, um, winning this would mean a lot, but, um, I do think that Loyola is currently the favorite, um, as we uh, move forward here into the final eight and final four next week. All right, Joe, um, sticking with Loyola, Loyola Wrestling obviously had a state champion and a state runner-up. Way or no way, this is the best uh, time ever in Loyola's wrestling program? Uh, I think way, for sure. I mean, they hadn't had a state champion until, or state finalist until two years ago when Odiati did it, and a state champion until last year when they had two, including Carly Hiller on the girls' side. So they just keep seeming to take a step up, and they had – Two so far this year. I think Hiller in the girls is this weekend, and she should get there as well. Um, I just think uh, they're they're as a program in kind of a golden period, but I, I know they're not satisfied, and I know they're looking to fill up a lineup and compete as a team as well, but um, it, it certainly is a, quite a special time, so I'll say wait. Yeah, I'm going to go the way there as well. I think that, you know, there have been good wrestlers throughout the program's history, but I think the depth is finally getting there where Loyola can compete as a team and fill out a huge lineup and um, eventually maybe get to a dual team state. But 
Um, I, I think that this is probably the best a program has been since I can remember, at least. So I'm definitely going to go with the way there. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Joe, Nutria Girls Basketball won a regional title. Um, way or no way, you're pleasantly surprised by that regional title. But yes, way. Um, I, I knew they had it in them. Um, it's just, you know, a lot of those teams in Nutria's tier were lumped together, and it depended how you played on that night. But they certainly had the talent um, and the ability on any given night to take out teams like GBS, maybe not to the level of a main South Loyola, but other, any other team in that sectional, I thought they had a chance. So, um, yeah, it, it was great to see. I was pleasantly surprised. I know that uh, very happy for um, coach and a lot of uh, the, the players on that roster who I know wanted this badly. Yeah, I'll go uh, definitely away there. I think you, you kind of mentioned that where Loyola, where Nutrera, if they're hitting at the right spots, um, they can't compete with a lot of teams. And that's what you saw. They were able to beat a GBS team by a couple points. And um, obviously, I know they lost to Maine South, but that's a, that was a tough matchup in the sectional semifinals. But um, way, I think it was uh, definitely pleasantly surprised by the win and uh, some a good way to end the note, uh, a good a note on a good note to end the year on uh, for this new cheer girls basketball team. All right, Joe, you mentioned earlier a little bit about Nutria boys swimming and diving and their potential to uh, compete for a state championship. Way or no way you think that this team has the depth in order to win a team's uh, cha state championship? Way, they certainly do. I really do think unless something outrageous happens, disqualifications or um, I don't I don't know what else. I don't even want to say it. Um, it should be them in Hinsdale Central once again coming down to the wire. It's just a couple races they've got to – you know, get those points when they can, um, especially in the relays and, uh, and, and put themselves in that position. It's, they certainly have the depth to do it. It's just, uh, can they peak at the state meet? Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll go with the way I think they have the depth to do it. It's like, I would agree with you. It's just, you got to do it, which is funny because obviously that's how sports works. Obviously you can have <laughs> and that kind of stuff, but if you don't do it, you're not going to, you know, win or anything. But um, I do think that they have the depth to compete for a state championship as a team. Um, and it, it starts today, honestly, like you got to figure things out. You got to advance as many guys as possible. Um, get as deep into that tournament as possible, get as many uh, qualifiers. And um, after that is just pretty much getting the top placers and that'll get you the most amount of points. So um, way, I think they have the depth to do it. And I think it should start today. All right, Joe, uh, IHSC announced last week that uh, they are adding uh, girls flag football as a sanctioned sport. Um, they held a press conference at Hallis Hall last week with the Chicago Bears. Um, flag football has been, um, a growing sport around the city and in the, around the Chicagoland area at this point. Um, so way or no way, Joe, you think that girls flag football could have the same sort of quick growth that girls wrestling has had over the last couple of years. And then some way, I think this is a sport that's really tapped into something. Um, and the growth throughout levels, not just the high school, but you know, um, we've done stories at the youth level where girls flag football is really surging as well. And they've tapped out uh, with their resources because so many girls want to play. Uh, I think it's great. You know, girls um, love football too. Um, and there, there hasn't been really uh, an avenue or a path for them to keep playing um, rather than backyard ball or, you know, with their families. So this is awesome. Um, this is great. It's another, uh, you know, we wouldn't do this podcast if we didn't believe in the power of athletics and, and um, 
I think it's just another way to get involved um, in sports. And you've certainly seen in participation, all our schools in our coverage area seem to have it and more and more schools join every year. So uh, I think we could certainly see more growth than we've seen on the girls wrestling side. Yeah, I definitely say way. Um, the, the sport seems like it's ready to, you know, you know, go off. Um, I know in the fall, you obviously have uh, girls volleyball that takes place. You've got uh, cross country that takes place um, and field hockey for area teams. But I think, you know, there, this is a good opportunity to get more girls involved in fall sports and obviously, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that it's going to see a crazy amount of growth. Um, I think it would have growth no matter what time of year you put it. But I think if you put it in the spring, it might get a little, you know, crowded in there and a little hard for some, you know, not as big teams as Loyola and Nutria to field a team. But I do think in the fall, it is especially going to uh, give a lot of girls an opportunity to play sports. And that should be a, a lot of fun. So I definitely am going to go with way. Um, it, I, I expect it to grow a lot. And they already said that they already have a lot of a bunch of teams already interested already in forming a team next year. Um, up, up, up top of the teams that have already committed to uh, this upcoming fall. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview the upcoming week of sports. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of championships to talk about. So um, why don't we start off with the championship meets? We talked about New Trier, boys swimming and diving, Joe, a little bit. Um, you, I, I was going to ask this a little bit in way or no way as well. How many champions do you think that this team can have, you know, just based on what we've seen from them throughout this year? Oh, a handful. Um, I think if you count the relays as one and not four, uh, right. I think we're talking about a, a possibility of of six, six or so. Um, and, and that's special. I, th I think Music and Bufton are certainly at the top of that list. I think they'll also lead the relays. To, to some state titles. I think there's certainly possible to get all three um, and they've got um, entries and I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm kind of working around their names cause I can't remember for like the 500 uh, and um, the 50 free. I think they've got two times in the top 10. Um, so there's a chance too. Um, it's just, it is a deep unit and it's a uh, experienced unit as well. And uh, I, I think we could definitely get a handful or more um, state champions um, to come out of there. Yeah, definitely. It should be a lot of fun. That'll be taking place on Friday and Saturday. So um, looking forward to that matchup over there. All right, Joe, uh, girls uh, wrestling at, is taking place uh, state in Bloomington right now. Um, Harley Hiller from Loyola is obviously our headliner at 115. Um, I'm currently looking to see whether she won her opener. I would imagine she would, but, um, Joe, obviously, you know, a lot of different area talent is competing, um, at, uh, you know, state this weekend, but, um, it should be, uh, obviously a lot of eyes on Harley to see whether she can win that state championship. Yep, certainly. Um, and, uh, we expect her to do great things. Uh, she's just really dominant in her, in her class and, uh, she's gotten better every year as well. Um, so, um, should be fun. Should be a fun state meet for, for her and for Loyola fans. Um, we also have, um, Jillian Giller from Nutrier, who's like 30 something and four. I think she should pick up at least a couple wins. Maybe she gets onto the medal stand too. So, um, should be, a, you know, actually, and Nina Aceves as well from, um, Nutrier, um, and Clara Ugaz from Highland Park. So a few entries here, I think it should be good. Harley's, um, I think she's on track to defend her title. 
Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, obviously. Um, make sure you check out the record North Shore for updates on that. She did win her opening match, um, and she'll be in the quarterfinals uh, later in this afternoon before the semifinals and the state championship take place tomorrow. Uh, morning and tomorrow mid-afternoon, I think, is the way they scheduled this. Um, all right, uh, we also have boys basketball, like we talked about. Uh, regional finals are tonight, Joe. Um, Loyola and Nutria are both competing for championships tonight. Um, I do think that, you know, we kind of expect them to kind of take care of business. Loyola takes on Niles West uh, tonight, and Nutria gets a tough test against OPRF that you mentioned earlier. Um, do you expect both of these teams to, you know, win tonight? And if they do, they'll play against each other in the, in the sectional semifinals on Tuesday. Who wins that matchup in the sectional semifinals? Oh, boy. Uh, I do expect both teams to win tonight. Or, uh, yeah, tonight, Friday. Um, won't be easy, I don't think. Like you said, because of the uh, talent in the sectional, things start getting difficult right now. Um, um, so they got to be at their best. Not not much room for error here. And if they do um, and match up, that's going to be a heck of a game and a rowdy game in the sectional rounds on Tuesday uh, and I can't wait for it uh, if it comes to fruition I if I'm if you're asking me for prediction which you are I I think mm, I think it might be Loyola's year uh, I think they've shown fewer weaknesses throughout the season both teams like I said we've talked about this a lot of times you can lump a lot of those teams together Loyola and Nutrier uh, GBS, GBN, um, even Niles North. They're, they're very similar in terms of good teams, haven't reached greatness, have shown some weaknesses. Um, but I think Loyola might be um, just, just a tad more uh, consistent, um, but it's really a small margin, man. This is going to be a great game. And I do think that it's anybody's once you get on the court, whoever has the better day. I I don't think that we're talking about either team has uh, a huge advantage. Um, so uh, I'll say Loyola, but I say we got a super close one here and it comes down to the wire. Um, you know, obviously I know we're talking about potential hypothetical matchup, but you know, either Loyola or Nutria could lose tonight. But um, if it is Loyola against Nutria on Tuesday, how much could Loyola's defense impact Nutria? I feel like that's really impacted Nutria a lot throughout the season. Um, a physical defense that kind of takes them away from their shots and that kind of stuff. How much does that play a role in a potential matchup? Plays a huge role. I think that's uh, that has been uh, one of one of Nutrier's, you know, um, issues through throughout the year. Not a major one though, because Nutrier also puts forth a really strong defensive effort and a consistent defensive effort, holding teams. Uh, like Loyola um, and other quality teams to under 40 points consistently. They're both very good defensively, uh, but Nutria has shown some, some issues dealing with pressure. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think it certainly does play a role, but I think Nutria's defense also, also plays. What do you guess the made the final score would be like 32 to 30? Did they get into the thirties or is it a, a low scoring? Unless we get like a crazy, Miles Bolin game where he just unloads for 30 points or same thing with like a Ian Brown or Chris Kirkpatrick that just finds fire. Um, I think we're more likely looking at a, a 40 to 36 final. 
You expect the sectional to go chalk, Loyola number one, uh, GBS number two, GBN number three, and Nutria number four. Is it, is it kind of going to be a chalk sectional, or could you see a potential where Nutria is playing GBN in the, in the final? I certainly see that could happen. I would predict it does go chalk um, just because those are the teams that are hot right now, which led them to get the one and two seeds, speaking of Loyola and GBS. Um but you tell me it's Nutrier GBS or it's, you know, Loyola GBN. I'm not surprised in any way. I really just think it can go either, either way, but I guess I would, if, uh, if you had me fill out a bracket, I'd probably have those two teams. All right. Loyola girls basketball plays in a super sectional on Monday at Libertyville at 7 PM against Libertyville. Uh, Joe, looking at the final eight for this, um, you know, for a bracket, um, it is quite loaded. You got obviously Alton's a really good team. Uh, you got a Wabanza Valley team that beat Bennett to move to the super sectionals. You got Nazareth up in 4A now. They were the 3A champions last year. Homewood Flossmore is really good. Um, Libertyville, good, obviously. Batavia and Fremd, also two really good teams. Um, we talked about it earlier where, you know, Loyola's probably the favorite. They're still undefeated and that kind of stuff, but there is a lot of talent in this bracket left. And, you know, looking at Loyola, Loyola gets Libertyville on Monday and then potentially either Batavia or Fremd on Friday. That should be a really interesting matchup. Yep. Yeah, it would be fantastic. And uh, Loyola and Fremd have met up before. I'm not sure if they met up with Batavia or not this season. Um, and Loyola beat them by two points. Um, I know that uh, Loyola wasn't too happy with their performance on that night. Um, and they did pull out the victory still. So, um, I do think Loyal is the favorite, but at this point, not only is every team talented, but they're playing well. Um, they won their sectional championships. Um, they haven't faltered. So um, it's actually seven one seeds um, and the one two seeds, uh, Wabonzi Valley, or the other seeds, a two seed in Wabonzi Valley. So a lot of talent here and a lot of teams that have made a name for themselves this season. Um, it's going to be a heck of a final eight and a heck of a final four down in Bloomington. Looking at Libertyville, Libertyville lost to Hersey in overtime, 51 to 49. They lost by 30 points to Maine South, obviously a like opponent there. Uh, they lost to Stevenson, 33 to 32 as well. And they lost uh, 49 to 42 to Stevenson again um, later in the season, obviously, I think, and lost to uh, Maine South by uh, eight points later on in the year. So you saw that growth from Libertyville and obviously um, we know in the tournaments, it's it's the hot team. It's not really, you know, what was happening in November and December. But um, some like opponents in Libertyville have shown that, you know, they've shown progress against Maine South, but they do have two losses against a team that Loyola just beat. Yeah, and I do, that's why I do think Loyola is um, a somewhat significant favorite here. But it, it, in a way, this is, is kind of, even though we're late in the season, definition of a trap game. Loyola's goal is is certainly to get to Bloomington normal. They just came off a intense and emotional victory. Uh, can't, you know, can't afford any sort of slip down for Liberty uh, on Monday because they're playing a team, Libertyville, on Libertyville's home floor. Once again, they're the road dogs. Um, I shouldn't say dogs. I'm sure they're the favorites, but... Uh, they're on the road basically again, even though they're the top seed, it's just, uh, they can't afford any sort of step back. And I don't think they will. I think, um, they're ready to go here. And, uh, you know, I trust that coaching staff to have them ready. 
How tough is that? If, you know, you go from an emotional game like that, obviously I know the super sectionals are, you know, you want to advance and each game is more important than the other, but you know, Friday, Thursday really felt like a state championship came between Loyola and Maine South. So, I mean, do you worry about that at all by this team? I mean, you haven't really seen any concerns all season long about any trap games, but is there a potential for, you know, Monday, maybe you have Loyalists have a slow start. Maybe you see them down at, after the first quarter, even at halftime. Yeah, I think there's certainly potential for that. Um, just be, just because of, of all the context that you just added to it, it just lends itself to a slight, you know, maybe taking your foot off the gas a little bit and, um, you just can't do it. And at this point in the season, you just have to know that Libertyville, despite maybe some common opponents they lost to, uh, you have to know Libertyville can beat you if you play, if you don't play your game and don't bring it. Um, you have to be aware of that. So you have to just uh, keep, you know, pedal to the metal from the tip off. And uh, I, I think they might do that. But certainly it's it's got to be a thing. I expect you uh, you are having Loyola Ramblers down in uh, Bloomington Normal next weekend. I do. Yeah, I think they um, they don't they um, avoid that letdown and they jump on Libertyville and uh, they'll be taken on. Um, Batavia Fremd, I think it's going to be Fremd in um, on looks like Friday at three forty five. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that hopefully next weekend, but that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a like and subscribe. Always appreciate everyone's support. Uh, make sure you check out our work at FridayNightDrive.com. We've got some football coverage, a commitment story about Nazareth's Garrett Reese committing to Indiana. So make sure you check out my work there. And as always, make sure you subscribe and donate to the record, NorthShore.org. Joe not only will have you covered with all the upcoming sports this weekend and this week, um, he also has everything else covered in the North Shore board meetings um, and everything like that. So make sure you subscribe and donate. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure you enjoy all the great sports. we got a lot of good hoops going on and uh, championships this weekend. So make sure you enjoy that, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.